There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome, welcome everyone to one more episode of The Sword Connection. Some people call me Liz B. I'm here with my co-host Tara Long and our very special guest, Hawk Jensen. Let's take a moment to just arrive together in this space, in this illusion of time. And grounding ourselves, maybe finding a comfortable position to sit or lie down, whatever it's available to you right now. And if you can close your eyes and start opening and instigating the inner perceptions. And start to slowly deepen the breath. We're gonna play with some breath work today for a change. Just for now, just breathe long and deep through your nose. And just letting things fall away, letting the mind take a break from controlling what needs to happen. Just letting your breath be the guiding force. Now let's make some noise together. We're going to bring our lips in an O shape and we're going to inhale and exhale through the lips. Whistle breathing like we're whistling, but we're taking long inhales and long exhales. And it sounds a little bit like this.
couple more rounds here. And going back to long and deep breathing through the nose. <sighs> Let's take a deep inhale together. And let's just pause that breath for a moment. Smile inside out. <sighs> Welcome back. That was fun. <laughs> I haven't done that one before. <laughs> All these cute little breath things that we can do, huh? <laughs> That's great, uh, yeah. You're welcome to stay with your eyes closed or open them. Sometimes it's hard for me to come back immediately and just be fully stimulated with my eyesight. But Hawk, welcome. Thank you, yeah. Good to be here. Thank you for being here with us today. You're doing beautiful work. And um, I love that you call yourself a dissident artist. <laughs> and well, I'll be honest, I, 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 people started calling me that. And it was one of the things I felt mm -hmm. odd about calling myself that. But once my, the people I work with and, and a bunch of artists I work with started calling me that, I'm, I'm okay with taking that on now. It's sort of an interesting um, relationship to the word, I'll say. Yes, and um, you're a filmmaker, educator, but would you please introduce yourself and um, tell us a little bit more about what happened that brought you here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, um, so my name is Hawk Jensen. Uh, Hawk is my, it's actually my, my middle name that I've been going by professionally for going on 20 years now. And um, yeah, I've been a filmmaker my entire life. I um, um, had a brief um, I kind of started off with photography and had a brief uh, experience with um, being a photojournalist and going to conflict zones. I was actually in North Ireland during the Good Friday Accords. Um, and uh, uh, I'll, just age, I'll, I'll age myself back in 98. So, and that was an interesting time, you know, learning the power of photography and, and media and how so much of the political world kind of um, moves towards that and, and, and relies on that. And, and the pamphlet, you know, used to be the most powerful thing, the printing press and the pamphlet. And I thought, Oh, well, film is sort of the modern day pamphlet. And I got, I was curious to pursue that. And I ended up out in Los Angeles. Literally my dad was like, Hey, why don't you go to Los Angeles? See what happens. I have a visual memory. I can re remember things. I remember what people wear. I remember their faces. I remember their stories. Terrible with names. Terrible. <laughs> Unfortunately, the world's all about name recall, and I'm terrible with that. But, uh, but I ended up uh, out in out in Hollywood. I drove out, met some, met up with some friends there, and uh, got my first gig working for free. As so often you hear, people need to sort of you you volunteer effectively to get the experience. And one gig led to another, led to another, led to another. And I was rather than sort of the photography got me into location scouting. So I was actually became a commercial location scout within about three years. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me sort of hooked and in, uh, because I was on the union track, joined the local union on that and was basically set to be in the film industry 
as long as I wanted with that. But that's when I had an opportunity to sort of reboot and kind of and become an, an, an assistant to a director. It's very much sort of a apprentice journeyman process. You, you work if you want to become something, you work for someone who's doing that. Yeah. And I started working for this commercial director who had just gotten his first feature film. And I worked for him for about five years. We did a bunch of, we did a feature and a bunch of pilots and, and uh, worked all across the studio system. And, um, and then started discovering that I liked writing a lot, got into writing, wrote pretty much full time for about five, six years, got top notch representation um, and uh, ended up selling several scripts. And like so many screenwriters, it uh, sold a bunch of scripts. None of them ever got made, got shelved, but uh, the competing scripts got made, which I was actually kind of excited about. So I had enough heat on one of my projects that the other studios came out with their own project and that one got made, mine got shelved, but you know, it means you're in the system. And, um, and then have just been uh, making film ever since. I've never not been making film. It's what I do. Um, I know these days people tend to call everything content. So I guess I'm a lifelong content creator, but I, I really kind of focus rather just on video. I focus on cinema. I mean, cinema is a, uh, in my mind, is a living entity. When you make a really great film and a cinematic film, it allows you to sort of suspend your disbelief, as they say, and, and you sort mm. of project your consciousness into it and you become part of that world. So mm. everything I do is about trying, trying to create a world that brings you in. And that's, that's, uh, that's my art form. That's what I do. And, um, um, and then about 10 years ago, I actually, um, after the writing, long story short on the writing was there was, there was a big writer's strike and there wasn't a lot of work and it completely reconvened everything. And, and I, I had a great, a lot of champions at Warner Brothers for me and all uh, studio execs, all of the good studio execs were fired in the, in the aftermath of the uh, mm. writer's strike. And, and suddenly I didn't know any of the execs. They were a different kind of exec. They weren't into me, I guess, for whatever reason. And uh, so I made the switch to documentaries. I thought I was like, you know what? I want to try and tell real stories and got tired of having stuff not get made. And I was like, ah, well, I can go out and find real stories about real people doing very interesting things. You know, I tend to tell stories that are in the margins, stories that aren't typically told and uh, wanted to put production value around them to create that cinematic experience for them, for people who were, you know, went through a hard part of their life and sort of wanted to bring forward their sort of origin story in the, you know, rather than a actor being given a script and then turned into a celebrity, I wanted to take real people and tell their real story and, and, and give them a platform from which to operate. And that's that I formed a company called Smock Media and Smock is the idea is Smocks protect the artist and uh, mm. the garment that art, artists wear when they're, when they're working. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of outside the studio system. I'm an independent, so I'm outside the union system as well. So I wanted to create a system that was very protective of creatives and that mm. creatives are, are very often exploited for their ideas. They're very often parted with their ideas they tend to be very emotional and, and then sort of the producer sort of entrepreneur. So like, oh, I'll take that and I can make money with it. And oh, I'll get rid of them. And I wanted to be counter to that. And uh, so I just have a whole system based on support of the artist, support of the creative. And um, yeah, and it's been, been going for 10 years and have a whole bevy of projects. And that's my, my filmmaking world. And, and I guess I'll cap it with, and so what I did too, was I had an opportunity to basically do almost every major job in filmmaking. So I, I ultimately wanted to become a vertically integrated creative where there's, there's no aspect that, you know, I like to hire people to do every aspect, but if for any reason the budget's not there or something falls apart or, you know, making films so very difficult, I know I can step in and complete the project. So I'm a vertically mm. 
the creative creator. And that's what I, I do a lot of teaching of that and create, and I bring that to all my projects and that's who I am. Hawk Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. So, there's so many questions that reminded me when you said that you're, what did you call it? Uh, vertical, vertically integrated creator, vertical integrate. Okay. So that just reminded me of Prince because I know that, you know, yes. the artist, he, he was very emphatic about that. He's like, I want to know everything. I want to know all the instruments. And he was an amazing, I mean, obviously he's an amazing musician. So that's super cool. I love to. Yeah. Well, I'm originally from Minnesota. So I always thought I was, oh. my, my goal was to kind of get, get my chops as an artist and, and, and then go visit Minneapolis, get a meeting with him and says like, here's oh. my body of work. You know, it was my <laughs> dream. Um, but, uh, you know, life is yes. what it is and he has passed. But, uh, yeah, he's, he was a big inspiration. Um, oh, good. I work a lot I'm, of purple in my work. I'll just say that. A lot of purple. <laughs> 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 we, didn't, we didn't talk about that. I'm from Minnesota, too, but we can talk about that later. Um, I, the one question I wanted to kind of go back to, um, we talked about a dissident and how you got that sort of mm. got that name or that people started calling you that. And you said, yeah, you have an interesting relationship with that. What is that for you? What is that relationship for you like? Well, yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I'm trying to think where to start. Um, I mean, I've always been uh, a bit of a serial contrarian. When someone says you can't say something or, or can't discuss it, I tend to go into it. Well, why? Why can't you go into that? What's Why is that a protected um, sacred cow or, or whatever? <laughs> why, why, is, why, why is it not permitted? I just have yeah. to go into it. And I, and I don't mean it. To, and I, I don't. Not with malice. I mean, I mean, it's just genuine curiosity. Like, oh, well, what, you know, who says? Like, why, why is that not allowed? And so I, and that's part of the reason too, why I became a vertically integrated creator, because in Hollywood, you're supposed to be pigeonholed. You're supposed to do one job. They want you to do one job. And I was like, well, why? Why can't I learn all of it? I want to learn mm -hmm. the business. I want to understand it. I mean, I was, I didn't have any family in it. I didn't have any connections to it. I had to um, sort of cut my own teeth across the board. So it was just sort of a tenacious... I mean, sometimes I get called obstinate. I'll say that um, because it's like, well, you know, because it's, it's, it's ever, if everyone's going that way, I just have a tendency to go this way. And as a result, um, and my work kind of showed that. And I started getting phone calls from, from people. I, I don't look for work. Work always finds me. And it tends to be groups that have stories that aren't being told. And they mm -hmm. say, Hey, we have this story that no one wants to touch. And, and I yep. think, Oh, Oh, oh well, what is it? And for instance, I do this whole series called the witness project and, yeah. uh, I yes. do this. and, and I've, if you've seen them, I, I, uh, yes. they're, <laughs> they're, they're profound. They're, 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 it's, it's work that I, these are individuals who have been subject to authoritarian tyranny of yep. various stripes and, uh, and I'm, I'm across the board ideologically. I, I, I try not to hold any one. I just try and push against any authoritarianism of, of any sort. And these are people who had, we have, I mean, this particular one focuses on those who have suffered under closed societies, closed collective societies like North Korea, uh, former Soviet Union states, and um, you know, countries like that. And, uh, and what these people are, where they live in a society that tells them they must be a certain way. And there's every so often there's a spark, there's this sort of awakening of an, of an individuality that they say something's not right something's not correct and where everyone else is 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 battered into not speaking there's a there's a, the occasional individual who's like i have to speak i have to express i cannot not express 
And, and I find that fascinating. So I give them platform. I give them, I tell their stories and I'm, I'm a steward of their stories. They tell me their stories and then I try and simplify it and turn it into a singular work of art. Uh, if you, you guys have seen a couple of these episodes of Witness Project where I'm everything, crying, yeah. all art, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all so art. So touching. Yeah. And, 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 and these are people who witnessed really horrible things. They've, you know, and I'll just jump in for your audience. It's heavy stuff, but it's like, these people have been tortured. These people yeah. have been uh, subject to, you know, mass um, destruction of the society, various genocides, um, and uh, all the worst war crimes you can think of. And, you know, those stories are difficult because when you tell those stories, it's this sort of like, it's all like most of my filmmaking is like palms. People, when I talk about what I talk about professionally, you get a lot of this because people don't want to mm. hear, it. even mm -hmm. if good moral people, they just like, no, I can't handle that. And mm -hmm. what I just, and cause it, cause it's heavy, heavy trauma. And mm -hmm. so what I do is I ease people into it. I don't, I use the, the typical hero's journey where I have them fall in love with these people and mm -hmm. go on this journey with them and then share just enough of the trauma. And I try to make it relatable. Usually the family stuff, I actually leave out most of the heavy, heavy stuff, but just, just enough so you can relate to what they're experiencing, relate to their need to rebel, relate to the need to escape, jump the wall walk 6,000 miles, dragging themselves on crutches, whatever they need to do to get out. And, and I just find that to be miraculous. I just find that to be both, you know, rationally amazing and, and, and sort of spiritually amazing. And so I've dedicated myself to telling those stories. Mm -hmm. And as such, I hold that. And, and I am now that I tell those stories, I am by default, a dissident. I support, I'm a dissident that supports dissidents to, to sort of promote what the idea of dissidence is, which is, I just believe it's the, it's a radical self-expression the need to express. And yeah. that's the, that's my fundamental core is a, I'm basically a radical self-expressionist. Cool. Let's just take a pause here. Cause I'm feeling the evocation of a lot of the emotions that I felt watching the witness um, short and, and just the beauty that you're able to mm. present and how poetic you were able to create, recreate those stories to me, because as you said, it was, it's deep trauma and deep pain that you, you can feel through those stories. Mm -hmm. Yet there was a lightness and a very um, careful touch in creating the visuals for it. So it's very poetic and it's, it's really beautifully done. And, I was so well grateful that I got to witness their stories and grateful that you are doing this kind of work because there's so much history, right? And but not a lot of stories like that that are told. And that can be across the board. I mean, trauma and happiness and, and success, whatever that is. And the ultimate um thriving of the human spirit. It, to me, what, what those yeah. really represented, it was like, it was, as you said, there was a spark that just had to do something about yeah. it. Yeah, there, there's, there's a moment in which they, it's, it's an awakening. I call it the journey of the dissident and I sort of mm -hmm. lay off of the, the, the hero's journey where that moment of, well, actually, before I go into that, wh which ones did you guys watch out of curiosity? Just in some result. I watched the Chinese lady that okay. was the, yeah. Yep. Oh, and I like that I saw because I think that that really set the tone 
for yeah. the other. Yeah. Um, that other older gentleman in Romania. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the guy, well, uh, Dan Novakovici. Yeah. And then the, the Polish woman, I don't know if you have Wanda Wosch Lawrence of Poland. That's, that's very, very difficult viewing. And yet she's a true hero. Um, who has experienced the hardship across the board. I mean, she mm-hmm. from every direction and it's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's sort of my, it's really my honor to be stewards of their story. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, where I, I don't worry about, I'm not worried about, you know, film is butts and seats, TV is eyeballs and attention. And, and I'm making these things to be germane to the historical record for at least a hundred years. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and as you said, the individual stories are lost in history. It always ends up being statistics. And, and, and I, I, what I want to demonstrate is like everyone, once they experience trauma, usually have this sense of isolation. When, once you've experienced the trauma, you think that pain is like only I could have experienced mm-hmm. that. Pain. Mm-hmm. My family has experienced that pain, my culture, my community, my, my country. And, and they, th- and they kind of, it's weird, this weird comp- competition, you know, did mm-hmm. Cambodia suffer worse than North Korea, worse than, you know, yeah. Vietnam kind of thing. And, and I was just trying to show that there's a universality to it, that they're actually all unified and that they're all actually pushing back against the same authoritarianism and, um, and trying, and trying to show that. And, and, um, you, you know, where there's, then this is where I was talking about the journey of the dissident, where, you know, where the normal, um, just to give it context, so you have the, the hero's journey. People are more aware of the hero's journey than they used to be, but there was sort of a tonal understanding. I have sort of a, a tonal, uh, I can recite it kind of verbatim where there's like every, this is every feature film where it's like the ordinary world, the call to adventure, the refusal mm-hmm. to call, meeting with the mentor, tests, allies, yeah. enemies, the ordeal. Yeah, <laughs> the belly of the beast, the reward, the road home. Right. That's the tonal yeah. exercise of every of every feature film, every commercially viable thing. That's what it is, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And and people talk about, you know, is it did they do it well or if it's formulaic, you know, how how they reinvented it. But that that tonal sort of wavelength is what we seem to be hardwired to receive wisdom with. I think when you take emotionality mm-hmm. going through those thresholds, every threshold you experience an emotion, you put some knowledge with it, that combines that's wisdom. Somehow that gets into our consciousness. Why it's like that, that's a whole nother debate. But that seems to be the case. And so I just adapted it to the journey of the dissident where there's sort of their their ordinary <laughs> world where they're either born to it or an authoritarian clamp comes down on them. They they see they're told to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they themselves observe that things are not as they seem. And if you look at North Korean, actually, propaganda, everything's designed to capture people. That moment of saying, hey, it's not what you're saying, what I'm seeing don't connect. When you hear all these weird sort of propaganda, like, remember, kids, if your parents ever doubt the government, let us know. Or if, you're, if your <laughs> friend or your brother, like, make sure you tell an official right away because... Yeah. The dear leader, the, the the state is your parent, is your yes. true guardian. Never, never allow, allow doubt to happen, which means they're trying to capture people at that moment of self-expression, that moment of dissidence. Mm-hmm. And then the the idea of the first person you say it to is life or death for people. We we have a very difficult time understanding that in in America or the Western world of the idea of turning to your friend or whoever you choose to say it to. It could be the end of you. Yes. And, uh, and so then you choose to say it out loud 
and and that either basically that it's to your mentor of some variety and then that mentor introduces you to a larger community mm-hmm. and that larger community reinforces you and they too see it and becomes like the underground and uh and then there's a moment where they decide i have to get out you think like east germany people having deciding to jump the wall or create the underground railroad or do whatever they needed to do to get out and this happens to be the authoritarianism of the of the of the left of the of the collectivist extremism mm-hmm. But there's yeah. also, you know, but it's true of the fascist realm. It's true of like all these different isms mm-hmm. that eventually yeah. get corrupted to the point of authoritarianism. And I, I, I treat them all with the same regard. And wow. and then there's this yeah. process of escape. And with the Witness Project, I just kind of believe that it takes time. You can't escape that, come to freedom or whatever that means. But like you're come into a free society, you're free to think, and then know what it is, and then know what you experience. It usually takes right. about twenty years. To, to, re, to realize it. So the witness project is recreating their story so you can understand it from their perspective. And then when they share their bit of wisdom at the end, it's in context and you're yeah. not emotionally shut down by the horrors of it. Like I don't right. want to, if, if you just most, most times of the traumatic stories, they always leave. For instance, my Cambodian piece, there are no skulls in my Cambodian piece. Every piece about the Khmer Rouge and every that that about the killing fields of Cambodia starts usually with a pile of skulls in the corner of a room. Mm-hmm. We can't handle that emotionally. That's just like you know, we our relationship to death and relationship to morbidity. You know, it's like oh, so it, I think the second you do that, it shuts down your emotional body or your mm-hmm. spiritual body, and then you watch it with this sort of detached intellectual side. I didn't want to do that. Uh, Nal Ohm, who's the uh, character who escaped and actually informed the world about what was going on there. Um, I, I present him as a, as an individual that I, I like to think that you fall in love with him because he's just such an honest, earnest person. And then slowly you descend into his madness or the madness that he was experiencing his journey of descent. So that when he escapes, you understand why you care, why, and what he's doing. Yeah. And you're not distracted by the horrors of the, of the authority of the authorities. Yeah. If anything, yeah. I want to say to everyone listening those pieces are very heart opening pieces. <laughs> there was no yeah. experience of detachment for me. The way presented, the way it's strung together, it's an invitation to open and open and open. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just want to put that note in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. 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 We went deep fast on this stuff. It's yeah. That's are, what we do here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and each one of these characters, you see them open. It's their story of opening, and yeah. and and you re- and it gives you an opportunity to understand what that means. Yes. Well, and, and in your interviewing them, I guess, or sitting down with them, and you said you talked to them for many, many hours. Their heart is totally open, right? Yeah. And so then, of course, that's an invitation for our hearts to open. And so every being on this planet, whether you've been literally tortured or grew up in a communist country or whatever, we've all experienced trauma. Every single being on this planet has experienced trauma. And so when we can open, when you open the hearts of people with your creation and we go in there, we can hear it. We can see it. We get to unpack maybe some of our own. And then it's the connection of that spark, that infiniteness that we all are, that kind of, so I very, very much encourage people to, I mean, I just started crying just, just from the word witness project. You know, I was like, oh, that's just yeah. so powerful. So powerful. Yeah, thank you for saying that. It's it's well, and that's and that's the intent. I mean, you know, where I, I discovered, I mean, I discovered 
I realized the the power of film and cinema. And and I was yeah. like, oh, it just seems wasted on entertainment and advertising. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's yeah. so powerful. And I think we're only just realizing how powerful it is. Yeah. It, it, we've been subject yes. to it for about a hundred years. Yep. You know, TV for well, like eighty or years or so, and 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 yep. now the internet and YouTube, blah, you know, it's like everywhere. In fact, I was just I couldn't believe it. I was at a gas station. You know, like gas stations have the screen and all that, which was bad enough. I went to go pay with the credit card and the screen to like do the stuff and put your numbers in was also now a, a screen with advert. advertising. I, yeah. I could not, yeah, with an advert, could not yeah. believe it. It's like you can't not just always have something in your in your in your visual cortex that's talking to you now and it's which is a little disturbing and uh but i i just realized that it was so important to use this for historical purposes and and show what it is i mean you mentioned tara that uh um or tara or tara sorry tara Tara. Tara, thank you um yeah um but uh but you mentioned Tara that that you know you felt open, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I, that's why I take all this time to sort of demonstrate, like, you know, stories. It's like, okay, we're gonna we're, we want to build trust with you. Your heart has a has a natural trust. You build trust with the heart, and then there's sort of a navigation where it's like there's there's all these little fields and and shields and and protectors, and and I just sort of navigate them with the story to sort of, I like to think I get to the people's inner selves so that it's a direct story to your inner self. And, and I do, I sit with these people, like with Wanda, she, she was, you know, she was along in her years. She was forgetting her English, her lucidity Mm -hmm. came and went. And Mm -hmm. I talked to her for two days for probably, we probably did about 10 hours, 12 hours of interviews. Wow. So that way, that way, and she would kind of come in and out of telling the story. So then I knew what she was, the story she was trying to tell. And then I was able to condense it into the perfect 10 minute recount of her truth. Mm-hmm. As seemingly effortless. And, yeah. and, and the harder, and the more I work and the harder I work as an artist, the more invisible I am that you don't, you don't, you don't ever think yes. of me as a filmmaker mm-hmm. at all these things you know when people all the comments no one says oh hawk jensen did a really great job or always oh, or, or they criticize me like in normal films like it's like oh the director screwed that one up whatever yeah. like the normal yeah. discourse is you, all the comments and all the youtube things are just about the person and just yep. about what they went through and to yes. me that's wonderful you know it's like it's like yeah. that's my mission accomplished because i'm it's not about uh, me yeah. that's why i call myself a steward i want i want to sh- i want these stories these pieces of wisdom to continue without us having to experience the trauma to learn the same lesson yeah, yeah. um yes you touched just right now on not having to be recognized for it in that way right and that alone is a change from the model that we're used to kind of operating in which is a lot of, especially in that industry, which is a lot of like patting on the back, like giving awards and all of that. How does it advance it? You know, (laughs) like, like what's your, yeah. All that stuff. I've, I've, I've been, I, I, I I put myself in a cocoon away from that. I felt that wasn't that that's for a different world. That's uh, mine's a little bit different. Yeah. Were you always like that? Well, I'm a middle child. I have an older brother, younger sister. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I mean, they would probably scoff at this, but I mean, I, in certain ways, I was the go between between them. I was the one who always, you know, when things got emotional or difficult, I was the one quick with a joke or some uplifting thing to try and Mm -hmm. ease it over. 
Um, you know, which, and I was, I'd always volunteer. Like I, I don't, I'm not worried about getting paid. I mean, I have to, as uh, you know, I, I've learned to be a business person and do what I need to do to, to keep moving forward. But it was, it took me a long time to really value what I did because I just considered it. It's just something you do. It's just, you just help you just, there's something wrong. You help to alleviate it. And, mm-hmm. and that I was able to sort of translate that, um, you know, in the same deal with being a vertically integrated creator, I'm like, well, I'm just going to get it done. I'm just so dedicated to the story yeah. that I'll do what's necessary to get it done. And people are like, well, there's no money. It's like, well, I'll just do it on my own time. You know, it's like, well, these are too important not to complete. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the nature of film is like so many people start films and so few get finished. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the importance of these give me the tenacity to complete them. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it somehow is an expression of my personality and yeah. uh, to, to get them done and, and put them out there and, and do it as selflessly as possible, you know? Yeah. And, and then I've, I've since hired people who are like, okay, now they, they put the correct bubble around me. So I charge appropriately, you know, they put, you know, educate, you know, filmmaker, educator, dissident. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take those mantles on. <laughs> um, that's, that, that, you know, as long as someone else is describing it, I'm okay with it. Mm. Well, mm. speaking of uh, the dissidentness. Can you can you tell us about um, your new project? I guess the one you're doing right now, which is follow the science. Sure, sure. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm thick into that. Um, so, all right. Well, just to give it context, so I'm working on a uh, docu series, mm-hmm. kind of a hybrid. Um, the, so, what does that Fo- mean? What does that yeah. mean? A hybrid? Yeah. Tell us. Well, it means that, that we have, we have some main characters. We have some scripted okay. scenes to sort of, we, we have it. We have a hero host that we're going to go on the journey with. And that hero is going to learn from the people, the talking heads in the more traditional documentary sense. And then they'll bring in, they'll, they'll learn, they'll have their opinions. They'll, they'll, they'll express their opinions as they learn stuff. They, 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 they basically we have an on screen steward of story and we yeah. have some, and, and we're actually going to be um, going to, it's we're shooting the principal photography in two weeks. We've already shot about 30, inter- excuse me, 30 interviews. Oh, nice. and, um, but we're doing a whole elaborate shoot of this sort of interesting storyline um, in, in LA in two weeks. And uh, so I'm thick into that, but I'll say that obviously it's a bit of a dissident subversive piece because it's called follow the science. Mm-hmm. Now, follow the science is of course a very common refrain that everyone's heard ad nauseum these last two years, as we, sort of yeah. voluntarily initially and then <gasps> not so fairly locked down into a very yeah. um, controlled existence um, mm-hmm. and for better or for worse. And everyone has strong opinions on it one way or another. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I got called actually it was once again, got a call from a couple artist filmmaker friends of mine and over a year ago said, Hey, our intuition says <laughs> something's not correct. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not, not correct either. <laughs> and uh and they're like, well, we think we should do something about it. It's like, okay, yeah, I think we should do something about it. So, well, mm. Let's start putting together a, a a project. And that and we decided to call it follow the science because we felt follow the science the undercurrent, the undertone of it seemed to be follow the narrative, you must comply, is what it felt like they were yeah. saying. Mm. And, I, and I don't want to get into the partisan politics of our day. I think the left-right yeah. paradigm is, is an outdated, outmoded yeah. system. And it's just yes. kind of the death rattle of, 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 of yes. the old political 
know. But we're on the same page. Yep. Very good. Yeah. And then, but there is this thing that I have this inherent sense of like, what is it to be a free individual who can freely express versus having an authoritarian system that will not let you speak. And we've been watching this sort of censorship within the social medias and it's gotten very murky where, where the government ends and where these corporations begin and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and have, and, but these corporations have become the marketplace of ideas, you know, the, 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 the place where you use the, the central hall where you could go exchange ideas is now digital, but those, those digital realms are controlled. So it's, it, so we look at that and we, we were, we're kind of, we're wanting to recreate like, well, let's do follow the science for real. What is it to follow the science? Like what Actual has science, science? Um, what, what has like, the, <laughs> you know, there's sort of a sense of a gross politicization and corruption of the science of science these days. Yeah. And like, well, the science is an extension of freedom of expression. It's ability to ask questions. It's a, it's a very strong, you know, it's, it's, it's a, I find them closely related. So as an artist, I wanted to hold a forum, create a forum that allows scientists to speak open and freely and then see how that affects the rest of society. So we raised, we put together a fundraiser campaign. We raised $300,000 for the pilot and getting the production company off the ground. Nice. Uh, we've, we, we formed an anonymous group called the Sound Mind Creative Group. Um, I'm the only one who's gone public with it. I figured that I've already crossed the bridge of being a r- rather dissident filmmaker, so it was, <laughs> I didn't mind taking that. But you know, the the rest work in Hollywood and are genuinely concerned about cancel culture, and so it's an opportunity for them for work to work on it um, and something they feel passionately about without necessarily putting their normal career at risk. And um, yeah, we've we've been interviewing all sorts of folks and uh, all sorts of scientists and. Um, we're going and <laughs> there's so much to say about it, but it's uh, but we're, we we are we we've we've got some really great talent. I can't talk about any of the specifics in terms of talent right now, but we've got some amazing talent who are part of it, hosts and co-hosts. Um, we have some amazing scientists. One of the chief scientists I, I will mention is a fellow named Jay Bhattacharya, who, who was instrumental in a thing called the Great Barrington Declaration, which was just a declaration of like, hey. It seems like our policies aren't correct. Maybe we should try what we know is scientifically sound. And that turned into a huge fiasco um, in terms of them being attacked by by the establishment science. And uh, and that's I wanted to give him, you know, give him a, a platform to speak um, mm-hmm. in the traditional high production value world. You know, like this isn't just sort of a doc we want to try and we're going after one of the higher streamers and do something of high quality with great animators we're doing some amazing visual effects so so yeah and and yeah so that's what we're doing i'm that's my next project and um i'm heading to la to to film that in two weeks from now how fun i'm also well known for my long sentences so anytime you want to jump in i No, it's, it's, you're very, yes, very well-spoken, entertaining. I love it. I could just watch right. you with that background all day. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> try not to be, I always try not to be dull or cliche. So, you know, nope. one does what one can, but yeah, it's, I mean, we're all very excited and it's an amazing array of talent and yeah, I mean, true to form. It's like, this is the issue of our day. Everyone is, it's like, just, we're being told, don't look at it, do what you're told. And I just have to sail my ship of filmmakers yep. right into the middle of it and explore yep. it. I just can't not do that. It's just how I am. Yeah. Through this exploration, have you, were you pretty aware of certain things or do you catch yourself still going, wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, in general or on this project? This project. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I've, I'm, what I like about it is, I mean, it's all about primary source. I talk, I've talked to 50, okay. 60 people over the planet and, and yeah. a lot of uh, scientists and, and, and very interesting, curious humans who are getting to the bottom of a lot of things. Yeah. And the narrative never, the, the official narrative never reflects reality. And so it becomes this weird thing where you live in this different reality. I, mean, I, I, I like to think I try and live in reality, but we know that there's this super reality that's trying to sort of supplant reality. Mm-hmm. And it's, yep. I, you know, it's like the, it's like Lord of the Rings, the eye of Sauron, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yes. like there's the things you're allowed to talk about. And when you're in it, you're like, Oh, it's on you. And yeah. you know, when people getting canceled, talk, like, Oh, yeah. it's eye of Sauron's upon me. And it's like, you know, how you react is difficult and that may yet happen to me in a more profound way. I mean, I'm, I'm generally shadow banned and generally, you know, yeah. frowned upon by most circles because I say the things you're not supposed to say. Um, but I haven't had the full, the full treatment, which may yet come my way once the show comes out, um, which I look forward to. It's a badge of honor, I think, yes. but, um, <laughs> but it's, but it's, on the same token, I have artists sending me pieces of art, you know, artists who would normally people, th- you know, there's sort of a presumption that everyone knows each other's politics. And I know a lot of artists who understand that freedom of expression is under real duress and they'll send me a piece of art. Here, let me just give me one sec. I'll grab it. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> How fun. Exciting. You get to see something without without any without knowing it was going to show up. Things yeah. like this. Show. <laughs> oh, Ooh. wow! Wow, that's beautiful. And and mm. if you look and I'll, I'll I'll give a hint to the audience if you you know it's a piece of art that says dissident. But if you go to Venice Beach right now, there are literally hundreds of works of art that are derivatives of this all over Venice Beach, which is where I lived for twenty yeah. years. And, and at fighting for the rights of artists and creatives. And mm-hmm. so the, the artists and creatives there know I'm fighting for their right to express themselves and they, and to make choices for themselves. And, and I like yes. to know that I have that kind of effect where like the people who feel like they can't speak openly now contact me or support me by sending me works of art, you know, just out of the blue. Yeah. I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't know I had that effect. on you. And they're like, Oh yeah, we, we understand what you're doing. And, we'll support you with our, our own artistic expression. So, you know, and, and I guess I should just say it, artistic expressions, a, it's a strange thing. Creation. What is this, you know, freedom of expression somewhere, you know, we, as an individual, we have this relationship. It could be exterior, a complex plane connecting the source, you know, could be an interior thing somewhere in, you know, there's a black hole in us and whatever, but it's like somehow we're able to connect to this other part of ourselves and an idea forms somehow. And this idea is there and we are able to capture it, process it, you know, visualize it, articulate it, enunciate it, comes out of our mouth, forms waveforms, gets to your guys' ears, you know, mm-hmm. moves your eardrums, goes into your brain and that idea becomes a thing. You know, even you have an idea, you can create it. You can create reality. Yeah. <laughs> and I just find that, I just, as I said. It's a miracle. That's a miracle. It's also, <laughs> and you can also scientifically describe it rationally. So it's it's yeah. it's a nice combination of the rational and irrational, the, the faith and the yeah. and science, and that works for me. It's very simple. I just I know that that's incredible. I have my own variation on it, and when I meet other other artists, 
Um, and I, and I tend to believe everyone has a spark of this. And, and, yeah. uh, some people say, no, some people are like, no, no, it's only a few people. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure everyone has a little bit of it. <laughs> yes. if, if you're able to speak and connect with them, compassion is the ability to find the language, find the expression mm -hmm. that connects with them. And, uh, so I, it's, it's that I fight for that. And, and anything that tries to snuff that out is where I tell stories. <laughs> This is trying like, trying to describe. This is I just have to. I just like no. This is it. This is that's that's what it's all about. You're like you've got the lighter, and you're like no 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 no. Yeah yeah. <laughs> it, it how we've survived all this time is the telling of stories, right? The myth and all of that, and how much that has been used mm -hmm. um, a to control us and to kind of guide us. I would say in the most gentle way to just create a certain kind of reality that's not necessarily our internal intrinsic ways of being. And I think that the work you're doing, it's recapturing that and saying, hey, 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 look at the power of this, because I always believe that we heal through each other's stories. We don't have to go through, like you said, the trauma, but we weave together the ability to process that in our own conscious, unconscious, and then we come out of it like, yeah. And there is this really important piece, I believe, of being seen and being heard. Sure, and so yeah. we're able to do that for another. We're also creating the space for our own healing in that way. So you're showcasing all of that and giving all these people a voice. And all of a sudden, we slowly also find our own voices through that in whatever capacity. And um, yeah, so yeah, thank you <laughs> for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, no, well, well said and well articulated. It's, it's, um, well, even just, I love that the beginning, the breath work. Um, I, I actually started a workshop for creatives, um, called mindful editors. I teach mindfulness technique to post-production professionals and directors and producers, just everyone in the film biz, because editors tend to be the most maligned. They do all this work and all this emotional work and no one knows they exist. And they're, they're mm -hmm. kind of a mid-level decision. You know, they make tens, tens of thousands of decisions a, a day for their work. And yet they're way down the totem pole in terms yeah. of where they, they fall in the hierarchy. So it's very hard on them. So I developed this whole workshop mm -hmm. to teach them mindfulness. And one of the basic things I do is, Breathwork, teaching breathwork is where we, we start. And we start every session with, with a shared breath, uh, shared breathing. And, and it's powerful. I mean, we, we yeah. forget the fact that you, you do this is people forget how powerful it is. You know, we're all hectic. We're all different. You know, you have all these things in, in, in your mind. And if you are working with someone on a project or a group of people on a project, you step into a room or these days into a Zoom conference. And if you just stop and breathe three to 10 breaths together, it somehow brings all these different individuals into an alignment yep. quickly, efficiently, um, lets you breathe, gets oxygen into your system, calms you down. And it works really, really well. And yet mm. that's, we, it's very difficult to get people to do that. They feel funny. Mm. They feel weird doing it. It's not the norm. And yet if you do it, you start to feel it as a tool. You see, so like, yeah. Oh, this is a very effective tool to do, what we need to do to get an alignment creatively as efficiently and as quickly as possible. So that's just the, it's a very great technique. I love mm -hmm. starting that way. So thank you for that. And, mm -hmm. and I've been teaching it myself for going on six, seven years now. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. We like, yeah. we it's come up with this line, but 
it's really going back to the simplicity of things and how can we be together and then create this coherence. When I hear you speak about starting something together like that, we're almost like creating a field together, right? And what's going to come out of that when we're all intentionally putting our breaths into it, which is the spark of life. First thing you do when you arrive, last thing you do when you leave. And so when we're intentionally creating that field, what could come out of it is just so potent and so unexpected at the same time. And we're literally, well, if you're in the same room, and even if you're not, we're literally breathing each other in and out, right? I mean, we've all breathed each other in and out on this whole planet because we're it's the same air. It's just oh, yeah, the nitrogen, <laughs> the nitrogen, which is a noble gas. I mean, like basically everyone's breathe. Some I've heard somewhere like you know basically everyone breathes every molecule of nitrogen over time, and so that means yeah. you've, got, you've shared breath with every historical figure. Eight I mean, this billion is a, people. Find an aspect of it that's <laughs> let alone being in the same room. You know, it's, it's, right, right. It, but it's it's it is true. I mean, there's that we we lose track of the fact that you know. You know, we're exhaling the the bad stuff, inhaling the good stuff all the time with unconsciously. And if you bring your conscious awareness to it, I mean, A, you get to like sort of the bedrock of most Eastern belief systems, but it's also just downright practical. You if you right. if you really l- allow yourself, give yourself the gift of that, yeah, and, and you sh- share it, it somehow it does bring um, I think what you said, coherence, is I think is a good term for it. It brings a unification of those consciousnesses into a, a singular understanding of effort, and mm-hmm. you're able to then really share ideas without kind of getting defensive towards each other. Because mm-hmm. most people just wait for their turn to talk, as opposed right. to like a real conversation where a conversation comes to life, and you just can't wait for the next person to talk because they're inspired by what you say. Right. You're they say, you know, and it becomes this thing that's much larger Building. than any of your ideas that you would have had by yourself. And right. I love a good conversation like that, a good creative yeah. jam session, as it were. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I yes. love this. We have those often, Liz and I. Hawk, <laughs> um, I, I just want to say also thank you for, um, you know, coming out, as it were, in this whole thing, right? Because as you said, you're the only one in that uh, the Sound Mind Creative sort of membership organization um, and this whole project, and which I understand, and I have no judgment for anybody and in, in their choices that you know they need to do what they feel is right for them. And just seeing you, like you're, you said work. You don't look for work is coming to you. You're thriving. You've got all this stuff going on, and you're be, you're being true to yourself. You're not. You haven't betrayed yourself. One tries in yeah. that way, yeah. right? At all, like. In the, uh, we'll just speak in this context, right? You're being true in this. And so it's just a beautiful reminder and invitation for people that when you stay true to yourself, it flows, right? We don't have to try. We don't have to seek. We don't have to find. We don't have to. It's all here. It's all just right here. And so yeah. just an invitation to your fellow, who, whomever they are. I don't, nobody needs to do anything, but that it's, it's also okay. Like anybody out there who's like, Ooh, I can't speak. I can't say that because then X, Y, Z, you know, someone won't like, I'll lose my job or whatever. Maybe you will. And maybe that's the best thing that's ever happened to you yeah, because now you're job. being you. Yeah. That, that job was not serving you. I mean, yeah. Living your mouth. If you can live as closely as you can to your, your true authentic self, somehow mm-hmm. it falls into place. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it doesn't say yes. you're, you're not stressed out and you have all the normal problems everybody else has, <laughs> but, but somehow you're not lying to yourself in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. 
doing what you're doing, the path that you were told, or you have the, you somehow subconsciously or consciously have been told this is the best path for you, but it's not actually the best path for you. You, mm-hmm. only you know what that is. Yes. And, and it will materialize. I mean, you guys are called the source connection. I mean, that connection to source, the source there's, there is sort of that aspect that if you give yourself to it, it does, it does reflect back to you. Yes. And, and you have to be open enough to realize when that's happening. Um, yeah. And yeah. And there's time. I mean, I, I have a little artist handle. I call it walking the lines of magic. So that's my Instagram. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to down. Yeah. It's, we it's, love it's, magic. I, well, because I do this very high end, like every pixel, every, every uh, scan line has got to be perfect. And I have these huge teams. I make, I do these very primitive type of poetry that they're, they're kind of like Zen koans. And I just have a couple, and I, I just very primitive thing that I do. It's like the opposite of film. It's, it's, how, it's how I relax. And they're just these little things that I, that I just have to write down. But, but the idea of walking the lines of magic where, you know, talk about cinema, you know, our lives are cinematic. I mean, our lives are movies. And I think the, this idea of source yes. and reflect back, there's a moment when you're like, Oh, I'm in a movie. It feels like a movie. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you start moving forward. And that's what, that's what my shorthand of calling it walking the lines of magic. magic. Like, oh, I'm, you know, if you let it happen and you just, I would call, get friends and we set the intention, like, let's go walk the lines of magic. And, you know, we lived in Venice beach. So there was a lot going on, but we would step out the door. <laughs> and then it was amazing about every couple of minutes, some amazing thing would happen. Like if we just walked out the door, went to the store, did the thing, got to get this done, got to get this done, get back. Nothing happens. Right. If you go out ready to let it happen, things happen. And then once one thing happens, it leads to another and to another. And next thing you know, you're on some huge adventure with some friends and you can turn to each other and they're like, oh my God, we're on this huge adventure. I'm like, I know, right? I mean, we just chose to do it. It's fun to do it with someone because then you can turn to them and be like, whoa, this is crazy. But it (laughs) it allows you to like be consciously aware of it. And yeah, yeah, so that's, that's one of my, it's a reminder to your audience and ourselves that, I mean, life is is a movie I mean, movies yeah. are capturing that sense it's a heightened reality but you can let yourself experience those heightened realities if you let it be mm. oh i love it so much <laughs> can we call our episode can we credit you and call our episode walking the lines of magic sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh yeah. You got us, Hawk. You got us. Yeah, I'm just an articulator of the inner. I just, I just learned to articulate my own thing, and that tends to resonate. So, thank you for resonating. I appreciate it. Mm. I think it's time for our last question because I just have to express my gratitude. Just thank you for being yourself and just really playing full out. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. I'm here back to you very much. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, okay, you asked. The- <laughs> okay, I'll ask the last question. What is our last question again? <laughs> no. It's um something about truth. I know. Uh, let's go. So let's. We'll, we'll close it off with. What have you learned about yourself in the pursuit of truth? Whatever that is to you, right? It can be the ultimate truth mm-hmm. of who we are. The truth of this reality. Whatever it resonates for you, what have you learned about yourself through that process? Hmm. Well, I suppose, I mean, to put a light definition on it, I mean, I feel like you can never fully know truth. It's just the lessons you learn in the pursuit of it. 
Um, especially with my work on follow the science and talking to all the scientists, like they're, they're not looking to create an absolute truth. They're looking to continuously refine it as you move forward and the journey and you, you, the, the experience of seeking it is the reward. Um, but what have I learned about myself? Um, I guess I, I, one of the things I've learned the sheer power of doing and being and, and, and living this way where understanding that it has a profound effect well beyond your own conscious awareness. You'll never know truly how much you're affecting the people around you, the people around them, the people around them. There's this huge knock-on effect that you get little hints of now and again but it's almost like he's all you said. This is sort of like that's where you start to become like, oh, I can't even, I can't even, <laughs> you know. When you realize that every little thing you do really can have a positive, or everything you do has a has an effect on the world. So everything positive you do has profound compound effect, and and so it's even when I'm, you know, I talk about this in my workshop where you know there's there are times where you are overwhelmed with emotion. You're overwhelmed with the, how hard it is to tell stories, um, and you you end up in a ball in the corner in the fetal position crying, and that's that's part of your process, and that's okay. I mean, there's a lot of people tend to have a lot of shame around emotions, and I'm always trying to say like, no, that's if that's your process, that's your process. And when you come out of it, or when you share it, or when you express it. You know, expressing appreciation, like art accrues value when you ex express appreciation. We go, oh, I like that. And a lot of people say, oh, I like that too. Then that art appreciates value. So if you see something in someone's artistic work and you say it out loud rather than just think it, there's a lot of value in there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of positive reinforcement there. I mean, that the basis of value comes from that. So I, I guess I'm just trying to say that I've just learned to just that my own positive, I don't, I don't want to be selfish with my own positivity. If I, if I feel something good on the inside, I make sure I say it out loud, mm -hmm. express it. And mm -hmm. there's something to that. That is, again, that's my MO of considering it miraculous. Mm -hmm. And I just articulate the heck out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. And you do it very well. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hawk, for being with us today. Really. Yeah. Tara and Liz, thank you so much. Liz B. I have a good friend named Jenny B. So I appreciate the B what? moniker. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you. It was very nice to talk about these things. It's nice to take a moment to just sort of self-reflect to you guys and, and have you be curious about what I do. And thanks for watching some of the Witness Project. I know they're mm. difficult. And, they're uh, oh, it's beautiful. But, yeah, yeah this isn't difficult. They're, no, they're, they're, they're portraits. They're modern day portraits. It's a, it's a 10 minute portraiture of these people and um yeah. i hope, hope your audience get, gets curious and checks them out they're very profound yeah. and i hope they affect people 100 years from now here here we are at the time where the shadows seem so big because there's just so much light right and so yeah. if we allow ourselves to have the courage to witness and to see that to me that's where the healing takes place it's right mm -hmm. there and it may not be as elaborate as we want it to be or as we like to make it because it's fun also. But in, yeah, the, the, the depth of that alone is just, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Hawk. Thank yeah, you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. We'll yeah, and 
I don't know if you, should, you can check oh, me out at hawkjensen.com. Yes, that's what I was going to ask and, you. Thank uh, you so much. Please yeah. do that again. Hawkjensen.com. I just have everything go through that website. So you can see, yeah. find my company, Mock Media, um, yeah. Mindful Editor, my workshop. I have a little, another banner called Hawk Filmworks for my more narrative fun work for music videos and that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then follow the science film.com is, uh, the, the project. And we'll, we, uh, we had our first mark, but we're actually about to start a next fun fundraising phase. So if anyone is interested in supporting, check that out, yep. follow yep. sciencefilm.com and yeah, I'm we'll pull out all, all of this up for people. I, we were, so, I was so beclent. I forgot to, uh, ask you all of oh, these right things. There. So I've thank you better. so much. I've been told that I need to do these. I need to, I, no, I usually would good. just flow right by it too, but I know it make sure you say your website. Like, yes, yes, yes. Please, please. We're in. <laughs> so, but yeah, thank you. Thanks for you reaching it. out and thanks for this oh. conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I perfect for me. I'm in two weeks. I got to step on the set and be a big director. And this makes me feel like a director describing what I do. So it's, I, I don't know how I do things until I say it to other people. So thank you. It's very encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Much awesome. love. Yes. Much love. You guys Cheers. in the magic. <laughs>